You are about to enter a great adventure. This is Strutting from Gorilla. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Strutting from Gorilla. As usual, Mikey Cash is here in the big boy chair. Along with me is Big Vito. What up, Mikey? Hey, hey. And uh, on today's podcast, we're going to be covering our thoughts on the two-night stupendous event, WrestleMania 38. Uh, We're going to talk about some of our highlights, some of the themes of the nights, and we're also going to provide a special review of the Gorilla Crew's very first AW Dynamite show from Boston on April 6th. Uh, Now, before we get into the meat of the episode, let me just remind you guys where you can find us on the socials, on Facebook, at SFG Podcast, on Twitter and TikTok, at from underscore gorilla, on Instagram, at SFGorillaPod, and our website, struttingfromgorilla.com. And leave us a five-star rating and review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. We would really appreciate it. All right, without any further ado, let's jump into the episode, Vito. I'm ready, Mikey. I mean, Dude, we, I am too. What a week of wrestling. I know. I mean, what a week. Uh, I got to tell you, it's way too much. It's, it was <laughs> a lot. Were you as exhausted as I was after Wednesday night? I, I don't know if exhausted is the word, but it's almost like um, wrestle overload. Like yeah. my brain could only handle so much. Um, yeah. I, I don't know what you were doing in preparation, even for WrestleMania, but I was just watching like for, I started watching the very first WrestleMania and just started going through just to get myself in the mode. I was really excited for WrestleMania because as you know, and I think the listeners have heard this too, I have a WrestleMania party every year. So and it was fantastic. Was kind of, I, it, it, or let me, there. let me put it this way. It was stupendous. <laughs> it was stupendous. Uh, but yeah, I, I just, I felt like overload is a good word for it. I think at the, by the end of last week, I was sort of, in a mode where I, I said to myself, "All right, I think I need to. Uh, I think I need to put my foot on the brake here a little bit." Yeah, uh, I feel like I'm the same way. Um, it also didn't help that the wrestling event we attended uh, was six hours long, almost. Uh, <laughs> it was like one night of WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah. During on a Wednesday when mm-hmm. all of us, you know, old folk here, you know, had to work the next morning. <laughs> all of so. our mid to late thirty folks here got to. Got to get to our jobs in the morning. Yeah, I, I mean, I know we'll get to the to the AEW part uh, after we talk about WrestleMania, but yep. uh, the the strut the original crew, the OGs, were back together uh, at AEW, and um, it was great. Some of us enjoyed it more than others, uh, mm-hmm. per usual. But you know, we had a good time, and uh, we got to see each other at the WrestleMania party, um, which was awesome. You threw a great great bash and Thanks, um, yeah, it was a lot of fun i loved it yeah so um i my thoughts on wrestlemania is better than expected right mm-hmm. I, I thought it was the best wrestlemania they've had in years i i think a lot I, of people thought that yeah i still don't know how i feel about the two days um it's kind of cool because you, you you know you get the time that you need like matches don't feel rushed mm-hmm. to some degree and more people get on the card um, I still just think it's too long. I don't know how to fix that because it's like weird. Yeah. I enjoy it, 
but I don't enjoy it. Like it's a weird mix for me. I don't know how you feel about that. You know, I think that I think you're right in some regard. I think it's it's a very much almost like a gauntlet that weekend of wrestling. And if you yeah. can get through the gauntlet, it's great. But a lot of people don't have the attention span. Even even diehard wrestling fans, you get tired. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's a lot to process. It's a lot to take in. And I can't imagine what it's like being in the crowd. If you were there for both nights, I know some folks that I've spoken with that were there, they only went to one night because they didn't feel like they could actually commit themselves to the energy needed for two nights of WrestleMania. And I don't blame them, quite frankly. I, but I also don't think it's going to go away. I think this is something, I mean, New Japan had done this for years and years before WWE yeah. ever got on board with it. And I don't, I don't see them going away from it anytime soon. They get more matches on the card, and I think in their eyes, they get more money. Oh, they that's Saturday that. night show. Ding, 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 ding. ding. You just show. hit it. I mean, you got. I mean, what did they? They ended up selling like one hundred and fifty-five thousand tickets. Yeah. It, in you know, on another note, uh, I just read from their own like Twitter or whatever that apparently they had more social media engagement uh, than the Super Bowl this year. Yeah. Well, again, you look at it this way: when you have to have a guy that is 57 years old, headline WrestleMania, he still brings eyeballs, man. I mean, mm -hmm. he was the reason I stayed up that late, and I'm sure many, many others um, did oh, that as time. well. Yeah. So, no, I, I again, my, my thought process in all of it was that it was it was better than expected. I give it a solid B+. Plus, um, yeah, big time. To an big A-, minus. Uh, the matches were great overall. Um, what and... was your favorite night of the two nights? Uh, well, I think when we originally talked about this on our way to AEW and we had a ride along that we didn't record again, <laughs> again, I originally said night two was better, Yeah. but going back and really thinking about it, I actually enjoyed the matches on like on night one better, mm -hmm. but there were some great parts of night two that we'll talk about mm -hmm. that I enjoyed a lot too. Um, but it just, it's a lot when you think about, okay, SmackDown's Friday. So you have two hours of SmackDown. Mm -hmm. Rampage is on if you wanted to watch Rampage. Um, then you get into Saturday and they move the NXT event to the afternoon. The day which, of WrestleMania. Which I didn't watch. I saw some highlights. I mean, NXT is kind of It was of a like, good show. It was a good show. But I, I, that I felt like they got a little bit of the shaft there. Yeah. And of course. And they, and they were actually at another venue. They weren't recording down in, I think, Tampa. Which was also is, strange. NXT records. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I kind of felt for him. I think it was yeah. the same venue that SmackDown was in. I think they just had it for the next night. But That makes sense. Still I strange. Kinda, yeah, but. yeah. I mean, having a, a wrestling event at noon. So, imagine if you go NXT at noon, and then you have WrestleMania at, what, 6? Yeah, and then oh you have WrestleMania. God, yeah, but then you have six hours long. Yeah, but then you have WrestleMania the next night, and then oh, you have Raw the, the night after that. Then... Two days later, you're gonna you got AEW. Like it's just not that AEW really counts towards all of this, um, but as a fan, it does, right? Yeah. And how spoiled are we that we're complaining about too much wrestling? Well, yeah, but we've talked <laughs> about this before. Like I, I, when I was a kid, I it used to be Monday Night Raw. You get excited mm -hmm. for two hours of Monday Night Raw, and then you have a pay per view. You know, I I don't even they. I guess they were every month. Mm -hmm. Um, but the pay-per-views meant something and now it's just like there's so much content 
it's it's tough. And we've talked about this before, but yeah, yeah. let's let's continue let's on the positive it, man. note with, so, with with WrestleMania. Okay, so go you ahead. Liked you, night one. I, so I I agree with you. Yeah. I liked night one better. Yeah. Um let's get into some of the matches though. What what were there any matches for you, Vito, that stood out? Well, I know you're gonna talk about them, but I would say the women's matches were the highlights of yeah. the night. Agreed. Um they really stood out the most to me. Uh, I'm trying to think what other, what other matches were on there that I really like. Oh, obviously, you know, I stayed up to watch the, my, my favorite was Austin. the Austin yeah. KO. And what impressed me about the Austin KO match is that Austin obviously looks slow, right? Like, Absolutely. but you could tell he was giving 110% man. Oh yeah. He wasn't, he wasn't messing around. No, but like. It's almost like he didn't miss a beat. You mm-hmm. just like you could take the Austin that was there 19 years ago and the Austin that was there at WrestleMania that's yeah. 20 years older and you wouldn't skip a beat other than he was a little bit slower than normal. You know, like he still stomped a mud hole. He was taking yep. suplexes on the the steel um mm-hmm. and my thought process on that whole thing going in was okay, here we go again. It's an, I could have, I feel like I could have, you know, told you what was going to happen beforehand. Austin comes out. Yep. They get in an argument. They do a beer bash. He stuns Owens. Like, and they actually went into a match, which was mm-hmm. great. Um, And I, I don't think Austin's going to wrestle again. I think it was more of a one-off yeah. where he, he's even said it where it's like, okay, I'm in Dallas it's full circle. And I feel like this is more of a better ending for him. Like mm. his real ending was at, you know, WrestleMania with the rock. Right. Yeah. And this like ending, his last proper match. This was more of like a, a happy, I'm going to mm. do this for the fans. I'm going to do this for me. It's in sure. Dallas. It's where I started and I can go out and give them something that's a little bit unique. Um, And I just thought it was cool. I, I, I hope he doesn't, go off and do do more i would love to see it i just the quality was there and i bet it took him a lot to work mm-hmm. up to what he did there yeah. i don't know your thoughts on I, it. i but. think w- i agree with you on a lot on a lot of those points the, my only thing is i i also agree that i i'm i don't think he should do it again with every with all of what you just said all the prep that he did to get to that match he doesn't need to do it again it it was enough. I I had my trepidations about it as as it is because yeah, me I was too. worried about how he was going to look. And I think he pulled it off. He took two suplexes onto the concrete. Yeah. He was really pushing it, and because he probably I, I just I, we have no insider knowledge, but I'm just imagining that he probably wanted Owens to look good too. He didn't want to just squash the guy and make him look like shit because you don't want to ruin Kevin Owens, who's going to be there after WrestleMania. So I, I think Austin approached it with a, a level head. I, I It looked good. He knew what his limitations were. He came out like a brawl. He, he wasn't in the wrestling trunks. He was there for a street fight. He had the t-shirt, the jeans, the the iconic knee braces. Yeah, but I don't know that it, the wrestling trunks would have looked so it, great on it him. It wouldn't have looked great. Even taking I, his I shirt it's off. it's a good idea older. that he didn't. I think that he didn't. Um, no, I, good. Leave the, the mystery alive. He, you know, he's got the, he looks like he's got the good arms going. So, oh, he I looked think in that great shape. Yeah. He looked in fantastic shape. And the, 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 the most iconic part of the, the, the match 
And one of my favorite parts was when he put Kevin Owens on the ATV and they drove up the ramp. It's I like, think I saw some meme or something that it was like, when your buddy's drunk and you got to get him home. <laughs> you know, it was like, <laughs> even though it was Austin who crushed, I think, 30 beers throughout that match. But I just hope that some of the, the superstars watched his yeah. psychology. I mean, you take 20 years off and you come back and you still got it like that. It's yeah. impressive, I, and I know it wasn't like a sh- it was a short match. I mean, mm-hmm. it, you, you take it with the expectations. It it went far and ab- above my expectations of what I thought hey, was going to happen. It was still almost fifteen minutes. That's a solid amount I know. of time for someone who hadn't been in the ring for twenty years. Yeah, no, and and you get like you said, you got to give Kevin Owens some credit on that. Mm-hmm. He he was part of it, and I thought he did a great job, and it was a good moment for him. Yeah, um, I would have loved to have seen. Uh, CM Punk versus Austin years ago too. Yeah, I thought that would yeah, have been kind of cool. cool back uh, but I I do think it was a great opponent. I thought Kevin Owens did a great job, especially with his segment when he was Stone Cold. Mm-hmm. He came out as Stone Cold. He did a great job, man. It yeah. was it was well done all around. Yeah, yeah. Now so I, I, I heard you on that one. Uh, for me, like you, Vito, I there was a couple of match highlights like outside of Austin and and KO. Obviously. I think a I think a highlight for people was probably seeing Logan Paul and the Miz. It, I mean, it wasn't necessarily for me. It was fine. I was glad that the Miz turned on him at the end of it. Actually, I, yeah. I thought that was a good move. Um, and one that stands out to me, and obviously, kind of a big move for any AEW fans out there, is Cody Rhodes. You know, coming back to the company and the American Nightmare version of Cody Rhodes. So as he was in AEW, coming in to WWE. I think that's really significant. I, I, a lot of people were concerned that he was going to go back to Stardust or whatever the hell he was doing back in the day with Legacy and Ted DiBiase and stuff. So I, I thought it was really cool that they didn't try to water it down, at least for that night. They let him come out, his music and all, and the crowd was really into it. And, and I kind of found myself just happy for Cody. It seemed like just a nice moment for him to have that and him and Seth had a really great match. I, I ended up watching it twice because the uh, the WrestleMania party, for folks who don't know, can sometimes get a little out of hand. So I needed to revisit <laughs> the match uh, on Sunday morning. But it, it was really well done. I think they put together, they they structured that match really well. Both guys looked good. There was the story there of, of Seth saying to him, hey, welcome back to the big leagues. So th- there was that that already you kind of Seth working a little heelish on him. I thought it was really well done, and and I was legitimately surprised that Cody got the win. But I, I was I thought it it made it seem impactful then that he came back rather than he shows up as this novelty act and then just gets knocked out by by Seth. So yeah. I enjoyed that. That was no. that was one of my favorites. I would agree, and what made that even cooler was his kind of ode to his father, right? And he says it in an interview, and you can love Cody, you can hate Cody, um, but what was cool about it is that essentially McMahon told him, like, hey, you did it. You know, Mm -hmm. you went out, made a name for yourself, you did a great job, we want you back, and they rolled out the red carpet for him, and I think he looked at it as I have a moment here where I can take this leverage, go back to the place where I started. My family has roots here, especially his dad. And I think a lot of it before was he didn't want to live in the shadow of his dad. 
Yeah. And I think now more so because he has that little bit of star power, mm-hmm. he's able to give that ode to his dad and embrace that. And yeah. I thought it was a very cool moment. Um, yeah, he seems so much more comfortable with himself. He and, did. and I think that's sort of what you're seeing there. And, and yeah. I, I could imagine, as much as we give Vince shit, I imagine that he can pick on, pick up on that and say, all right, well, I think there was an interview that Cody did where he he said to him, I want to keep the music. I want to be who I am. And Vince basically said to him, well, that's what we're buying is that package. So he didn't want him to change anything, I think, which is – I. I Hey, whatever. Uh, we know how we feel about Vince, and I know I always have to preface that, but there, I there can be moments where Vince, I think, is kind of how he used to be, and can see that for what it is, and say that's that could be money for me. So just keep doing that. Agreed. I just hope they don't overexpose him, and he doesn't become the the person that people are going to boo again, like they did who in knows? AEW. Yeah, hey, you he never loves know. for a guy who, in some ways. I know we've talked about the fact that for somebody who came off hating Triple H, he he would sort of present himself like Triple H in many ways. And now finding out in this interview that Triple H was his favorite wrestler and makes a lot this, of now it makes a lot more sense. Yeah. It's I mean, it doesn't there were still issues with it. But at the same time, I think it it fits the bill. It yeah. honestly fits the bill. So. I'm curious to see how like the dynamic in the locker room changes, though. With yeah. that. I mean, yeah. You basically, you almost looked at as like a traitor. Are they gonna? Mm-hmm. Are people gonna welcome him back with open arms? And what's funny yeah. is he went to the guy that I, or wrestled the guy that I think would have the biggest problem with that, right? Seth Rollins. I mean, he said it many a times about AEW being a minor league system, yeah. kind of. And that's I, what they all got to do, though. Yeah, I mean, I, I got to tell you that match was pretty hard hitting, and I wonder if it was <laughs> purpose, like. You look at Cody Rhodes, he was beat up. His yeah. face was pretty beat up after the match. Yeah, so. he had like a he had a knot over his Oh eye. yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I'm happy for him. I hope it works out. I hope they continue to do him justice here. Um and and we'll we'll see how it goes. I, I did hear in an interview, it's a little bit off topic, but I wanna say it this is a kind of a good segue. Oh, us going off topic? What a shock. I know, but the, I, I heard something about how WWE is going to change the way they do things where before they were, I think Vince Russo talked about him on his podcast and you can take <laughs> what he says with a grain of salt. I don't care, bro. but, but listen, bro, the, <laughs> triple H said that he's gonna, uh, WWE doesn't build stars anymore. And, and it's true. We've talked about it. And I think they've realized that they have to start, building some stars because the other system wasn't working people don't become invested and i i hope they do that with some guys um you can see it with roman reigns a little bit uh usually you know a wrestler gets to a certain point and they like cut him cut him off at the legs and he just goes back down and there's never that big star power so let's hope things change like that i think it'll be for the best and um I think we'll Cody see. Rhodes can be a, I think Cody Rhodes can be a, an asset in that aspect. And, yeah. and hopefully he leads the way to, you know, regardless of how you feel about him, you know, they started a company that created competition and gave stars and gave wrestlers more leverage. And it clearly yeah. has worked because they paid him good money and gave him mm-hmm. a bunch of stuff he wanted. So 
Yeah, I, you know, uh, so l- let's keep moving forward here. Yeah. Just talking about yep. some of these matches on night one specifically for me. Uh, I'm with you, Vito. I think, quite honestly, it, looking at both night one and night two as a whole, the women's matches were, I think, quite like the strongest. Of, Agreed. Of oh, all no, the no matches question. on there, with maybe the exception of, of Austin and KO. But even that, I feel like storytelling-wise, Charlotte and, and Ronda... Becky and Bianca, especially that could have been a main event. I mean, yeah. quite honestly, that felt more like the main event of WrestleMania than even some of the Roman Brock stuff. I mean, oh, agreed. I mean, you could say a... that the Roman Brock. I, th- I think <laughs> our our friend uh, Mike Westcott there even said it best that you could say the the uh, Roman and Brock match might have been the worst match on the card. It could have been. It could have been. Uh, so. I, I don't know. I, I, I can't sing Bianca and Becky's praises enough. I just think they really were given the freedom to tell the story that they wanted to tell with this match. And that story of Bianca just being this dejected uh, wrestler after that surprise win and return from Becky at SummerSlam the year prior and the fight that she had to to get back to that top spot again, the fight that she had to get back into the championship with Becky and and Becky playing such a good heel. I mean, she's, she's a good heel. And, and unlike when she first became the man a couple of years back, the crowd was like really into that. This is a little different. They were, the crowd was actually behind Bianca. And that's a credit to Bianca to be able to do that because we, you and I both know that sometimes the way WWE will book a baby face that makes them turn into a heel. The crowd will sort of reject it, but they, there's something about her that's very genuine. And I think the crowd just picks up on that. It's not bullshit. She is who she is. She's a fucking badass. And they liked it. They liked it. They wanted to see her kick Becky's ass. And and credit to Becky for making the crowd want her to get her ass kicked. So yeah. that's it, it, they both filled those roles really well. They had really good psychology in that match. Uh, when I looked back on it, I had read that the producers of that match, I think, were uh, TJ, uh, Tyson Kidd. Um, I, the, the name escapes me of the other producer on that match, but really well done of how they structured the match. It was, uh, I thought it was, it was quite honestly, like one of the more, uh, perfect matches that I think Becky has had since in her time in WWE and for Bianca, this is an early highlight for sure. Yeah, no, I, I couldn't agree with you more on, on all of that, honestly, um, I, I thought they put on the best match of the night, mm-hmm. and you could argue Charlotte Flair and um, oh, they were right there. It was like they they were right underneath. I would oh, put yeah. them right underneath Becky and Bianca. Agreed, agreed. I mean, uh, the other the other. I mean, the even the Drew McIntyre Happy Corbin match. It again, it wasn't fantastic. <laughs> Cutting the the ropes, but that was a cool moment. That was a yeah, cool WrestleMania right. moment, um, and that made up for the mediocre match but i mean what do you expect i mean it's, it's baron corbin how much can i and expect? it's it's drew mcintyre and 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 it's it is what it is and um even the, well, the, the, he proves the point what you said before he was a former champion and they just sort of cut the legs out from under him and he's wrestling happy corbin and i know madcap asshole over there yeah i know and then you had the the smackdown tag team championship match which rick books oh, i feel his, so bad for him i do you know i think he's an underrated guy like I like him a lot, Rick Bugs. Um, oh. 
you know, I just feel so bad. Just like I think he tore his meniscus or something in that yeah. match. It He's was gonna be out for a bit. Yeah, it was a legitimate injury. At first, I couldn't tell on Saturday when we were first watching it, but afterwards on the Twitter machine, everybody confirmed that it was a legit injury. So yeah, that's just a bummer. And and you mentioned the Logan Paul match, and um, you know my feeling on on those celebrity matches, and and more in general, I just don't like Logan Paul, and I think you're on the same page with me on that one. Yeah, he's an um, asshole, but it makes him a good heel then. And and you know what, he didn't do terrible. I'll give him credit. No, he did he, he did fine. pretty good. Uh, but my favorite part of that match, and again, was the ode to uh, Eddie Guerrero. Right huh. between Dominic and and Rey Mysterio, yeah. they came out in those garbs, right? Yep, exactly. Mm-hmm. Which was a cool moment. So, uh, and it wasn't an awful wrestling match. Um, and you're not going to have bangers for every match that you no. have. I don't think any WrestleManias had that. When you have Rey Mysterio in that match, it's not going to be. It will not be terrible. No, right? Agreed. Even at whatever how old mm-hmm. he is, like late forties, early fifties, yeah. like he's, he, I think he's forty seven. Yeah, and he gets to wrestle with his his son, which is a very cool moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, night one overall yeah. very solid. Um, and then uh, any highlights of night two? Um, <laughs> yes, very okay. much so. I think my favorite match of the whole WrestleMania was the, and this is this is going to cause I, some I, controversy. I but know what you're going to say. Yeah, it's it's Johnny Knoxville and Sami Zayn, and Dude, I was dying throughout that match. I was laughing so hard. It was. It was like exactly what it needed to be. Yeah, it was perfect, dude. And screw Jim Cornette, who says it's like an abomination to wrestling. Like, no, it's not, man. That is wrestling in a nutshell. Like, every match is not going to be a five-star match. And And it can't be. No. It can't be. But it was perfect. You had the whole jackass crew come out. That is what a celebrity match should be. But you could also see that, like... They were having fun. And I think even Sami Zayn said it, that it's one of his favorite matches of all time. Yeah. And he did such a great job. (laughs) So good. It was so good. I mean, the friggin' Wee Man, like the the iconic moment now up there with Hogan and Andre doing the slam and just Wee Man giving uh, Sami Zayn a scoop slam is unbelievable. It's already been memefied, dude. It's already there. Yeah. And the, the hand coming out and just slapping. Sammy Zane, dude, it was. Did perfect. you see Mark Henry? He he commented on it on uh, on Twitter, and he he just tweeted out, "All I do is produce generational talent." <laughs> there was That's so some, good. It was like it's May Young in Mark Henry's hand. Yeah, <laughs> so good. I thought you know the the raw tag team match between RK Bro and the Street Profits and Alpha Academy. I thought yeah. that was a decent match too. I mean, yeah. I the Alpha Academy is really growing on me. Um, thank you, thank you. A sheesh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like Kurt Angle 2.0 <laughs> in some ways, yeah, yeah. Um, but I thought it was a decent match. Uh, you know, it started off the night, I believe. So, yeah. um, overall, I'd say night one, like we talked about, was better. But the one match that really surprised me mm-hmm. was uh, Pat McAfee versus Austin Theory. Um, yeah, yeah. That, I mean, we we would be remiss if we didn't talk about that. Yeah, and you know, I didn't realize Pat McAfee was such a wrestling fan. I thought it was one of those things where he came on board. It's a name mm-hmm. who is a celebrity to some degree. He's not a celebrity, but he's a well-known right. sports name. He came in. He's a decent announcer, and he's gotten better. 
but the guy just has such a passion for wrestling and mm-hmm. I didn't realize it. And he did a damn good job. Oh, he did great, man. He, he again, I wouldn't count him as a celebrity per se, no. because he is working for the company. He's a punter for the, for, for the, the Colts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I, I do think that uh, as a non wrestling person coming in and having a match, he did really well. And hey, Austin Theory had a good match. I, I thought it was good. I, again, the the biggest surprise of the night was Vince getting in the ring and kind of wrestling. Well, wrestling is a quote unquote word there, but uh, loose term for for Vinnie Mac. But uh, I think everybody and their cousin saw that saw Austin coming out a mile away. You just knew yeah. if if Vince was in that ring, and th- this kind of it, it was funny. It was it was kind of again talking about what it needed to be, and they just sort of lean into it. Austin came out. Vince took the worst stunner of all time. I think he he find, he outdid himself on previous stunners by screwing this up. And Austin just had a great time with it. He's sitting there laughing, enjoying himself, chugging tons of beer, stunning Pat McAfee, stunning Austin Theory. This I, we can talk about a couple more matches in a second, but I wanted to just touch on this. This what we were talking about on our ride along that we never recorded. Yeah, was that WrestleMania? I think was good this year because there were themes involved. Yeah, and there was themes to both nights. And night one was way more pro wrestling heavy, mm-hmm. and I think you saw that in the matches that were presented and how they were presented. You saw night two is much more sports entertainment, and in the, in, in the same way that the matches were presented and everything. Even if you look at you know, Austin was on both shows, but if you look at the way he was presented night one in that main event segment with Kevin Owens and how he was presented in night two when he comes out and stuns Vince, way different Austin. Agreed. So way different Austin. And I and I just feel like that's my my primary example of the, the themes of both nights. And I think that's why it worked. Because yeah. it's almost like you are watching a circus act. If you don't like this piece, you might like this piece. If you don't like this, you might like this. Yeah, you know, we we criticize WWE and wrestling all the time, but you know, I'm I'm not ignorant to the fact that what I like isn't what everybody else is going to like. So, right. I thought this this did a good job of of you know covering the bases. No, you you said that to me, and that made a lot of sense. I didn't think of it that way until you brought it up when we were driving to AEW, and it makes a ton of sense. Um, they did sprinkle in some wrestling in night two. I mean, look at the. The, the match that I was thought was going to be extremely underwhelming and it turned into a, a really good match was Bobby Lashley and, and almost um, yeah. almost that was good. That was a I good mean, match. It was you. Were, I was watching Bobby Lashley and the guy was like, it was a hard hitting match. Um, and I thought it was pretty well done. Um, well, there there was only a few people that were going to have that kind of match with almost, and oh yeah, agreed. One of and them he, was in the main event, yeah. <laughs> so I, I think they they needed Bobby Lashley to 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 do that with him, and no, also agreed. the women's tag match was really good too. Was good, really good, good yep. moment for Sasha and Naomi. And the match that I think was a little underwhelming was the Edge versus AJ Styles. Yeah, I mean, mm. that's how I look at it. it was like I wish mm-hmm. I liked it more. Me too. Um, I don't know what's going on there. I don't love that new edge angle. You mean his house of black angle? Yeah, I'm not loving it. Not loving it. I think we're on the same page there. Uh, yeah. 
I, I don't know. It just I mean, seemed like something. it was. I'll let him it go seemed, with it. It just didn't get the attention that I would have liked it to have, and it didn't live up to the expectation I expected it to have. Part so. part of, and I I agree with you on that. And my theory is that the reason it didn't is because the uh, edge. There, there. I don't have any issue with the way Edge has been presented since he came back. My issue is the way AJ has been presented over the last probably year and a half, if not more. Not very yeah. serious, and as so to as good as he is to expect that within a month's time he's just gonna we're gonna suddenly see him differently again as that former WWE champion that was having bangers with John Cena and. The the matches he was having with Dean Ambrose, the, the things that he was doing when he first came in, those classics he had with Roman a, a couple of years back, that guy wasn't really there. I mean, he was sort yeah. of just coasting along as a character. So I, I think that hurt him here. And uh, and I think in turn, the result was that the crowd wasn't really that into it. It was fine. They're great athletes, but that's only going to take you so far. Yeah, it kind of gives you a little bit more respect for Shawn Michaels in his later part of his career. Yeah, because, sure. Because AJ Styles is almost getting that treatment where Shawn Michaels could come back for a WrestleMania and light it up, even if he wasn't, you know, right. The even main if he was in storyline with JBL owning his contract. Right. right. Stupid shit like that. Right. But, but I'm just saying, like, you could, Shawn Michaels could come back not build up a big match mm-hmm. and then have a banger at WrestleMania. Yeah. And I just, I'm not sure AJ Styles is that guy, you know, yeah. um, he puts on great matches. I just don't think he's at that level, man. He, no, you're right. he's at a level that is close, but it just goes to show you Shawn Michaels could do that and, mm-hmm. and gives you a little bit more respect for that. So I'm curious to see. Yeah. And edge is the same way. You don't see him wrestle on raw. Like, yeah what not really expect? he's he's there most weeks but he's not wrestling no. so uh, i don't know I, I, I who knows who knows where this is gonna go it, yeah and then obviously you had the the main event that was i'll be honest i fell asleep for it it was kind of underwhelming of I, and oh, it was beyond i, I, I and i feel bad because i do think that that's the that's like the weirdest part for me is there's this like weird discrepancy where I enjoyed the story more than the match. I yeah. I liked. I th- I finally had them, Brock Lesnar and and Roman Reigns, sort of displaying these characters that maybe I've always wanted them to display. I, I think it was sort of their prime characters right now, in how they were presented. But it was like a couple of years too late for anybody yeah. to really care about the match, <laughs> and I feel bad for that. And and it's not a it's not a knock on obviously Lesnar or Reigns. I just didn't feel. I, I don't know. Maybe this was the first time I noticed that they, like they don't really have a lot of chemistry. No, I don't know. I don't know. I I I don't know. I feel bad. You're I, sitting here doing a wrestling podcast, and I'm just saying I don't know when I'm trying to describe this match. But something just I, seemed I, off. I'm with you on that. I'm I'm I was in love with it. Like I said, I could be considered the worst match on the card. Like I didn't have, I almost, yeah. I mean, even like the happy Corbin drew McIntyre (laughs) match and I won might have had a little bit more excitement. Yeah. I don't know. Um, That's just my thought process. I, I don't know. I I think half of it too, for me is I, I just hate Brock Lesnar winning everything. And then Roman, I like, 
in this mm-hmm. new role, and I just, I don't know. I well, just you got what you wanted. He won. Yeah, right. Agreed. As long as Brock didn't win, I didn't give a <laughs> shit. Um, but I, it is what it is. We'll see what happens it's fine. moving forward with it, all of I, that. Another factor in all this is, by this point, the crowd had already watched almost 12 hours of wrestling. Yeah, that's it. That's the other thing. By Sunday night, by that main event. You know, that's why I think those night one main events are almost the true ones. Because the crowd is fresh. It's the first night. They're excited, even if it's kind of longer. They're still way more engaged. Yeah. No, I would agree with all of that. Even just night two in general. night two in my eyes had more gimmick matches because you yeah. kind of needed some stuff to keep people intrigued. Yeah, no, I agree. Hey, the one thing that I thought was awesome, by the way, and I want to touch yeah. on it is night two triple H came out oh. at the beginning of uh WrestleMania and Great I thought it was unexpected mm-hmm. and the way it was presented for him, everyone knew he had to retire because of his yeah. heart. Everyone heard the interview, at least most wrestling right. fans had. So you knew he was going to come out and you couldn't open up a WrestleMania, especially night two with like a sob story. So they had him come out and he said it perfectly. He's like, I'm going to come out and address you the best way I know how. And he just introduced WrestleMania, mm-hmm. but then he left his boots in the middle of the ring, basically signaling. Yeah, I'm done. I'm you done. know, and, and it didn't need to be said. It wasn't a sad moment. You know, it was more of like, this is Triple H, you know, the the yeah. consummate professional, mm-hmm. perfectly done. I do feel sick that he can't have like that, that final last match. match. But I think everybody die. does. <laughs> if he tries yeah, to do it. So pretty much think, would. Yeah. I, and did you ever think in all the years that you and I have been watching wrestling and watching Triple H specifically, did you ever think that you and I would be like sad? about the fact that he was retiring and thought that it was done well. No, I never no. would have thought that when I watching triple H as long as we have my, my impression of him was never the, in the best light. And I, I think over the last couple of years, especially with NXT, there's been a lot of redemption in my eyes with him in his character of somebody who does care about somebody other than himself and wants to see other people shine. You really started to see that with his his work in NXT, and I, I it's it's rare now to look at interviews that Bianca will do, Becky will do, Charlotte, Sasha, all these people that were in NXT absolutely sing his praises, and yeah. sometimes just you know unprompted they'll just talk about yeah you know it was awesome having him down there it was so collaborative he was this he was that he was like a a father figure i thought it was really great and yeah triple h was a real dickhead back in the day (laughs) and he was for some time and maybe he still is but yeah but here's the thing about that triple h is going to go down as one of the best heels in yeah wwe history and that is his mo Mm -hmm. and he was great at the politic game Big in time. backstage. And I'm not going to downgrade the guy for it. Like at that time in wrestling, you had to be, mm-hmm. you had to push yourself and you had to find ways to get over and you had to find ways to, 
spotlight yourself on TV. And he found ways to do that. And you can love or hate it. And that's fine. But at the end of the day, I do think he's a guy that really respects the business Mm -hmm. and did everything he can and would do everything he can to enhance the business moving forward. I, I, I yeah. truly believe that, but I think the dickhead part kind of comes along in a couple ways that maybe is a poor representation of him. I mean, the guy was trained by killer Kowalski. The guy clearly does his research on, you know, in ring psychology and he's passing that on to people. And I think he's a great mind to have. And I think the fact that he's married to the boss's daughter doesn't help his case. And, it, it it gets held against him a lot. And I, I think that's part of the dickheadness that you see. And um, mm-hmm. ultimately though, I, I think he's a big part of wrestling history. And I, I just think the way he did it was a great representation. It's like the consummate professional in baseball or sports that retires and doesn't need to say anything or do anything. Um, yeah. So as much as it's sad, we don't get to see another match. I think weirdly enough, it's a great way for him to go out. I think they're honestly put a period on that there. I don't think I could have added anything else to that. Yeah. Should we touch on the hall of fame real quick before? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I I know we have, uh, I know you were very annoyed by the Mark Calloway (laughs) undertaker situation. Oh my God. You want me to just go into this? So go ahead. Just open yeah. up with this? All right. Yeah. For, Why not? First I mean, it was point, the highlight. First point, I want to just say I'm glad. I, ultimately, I'm happy Vader went in there. I I wish that he was there. I wish it happened while he was alive. Yeah. Scott Steiner being there. Awesome. Thank God for Rick Steiner keeping him in line because you could tell a couple of times Rick was giving him the look. And I thought that was, it was really funny. If it wasn't for Braun Breaker, I don't think Scott Steiner would be there. To be no, no, honest. not at all. Not at all. I, 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 And listen, what I'm about to tell you is just my personal opinion. I think The Undertaker's career speaks for itself. I think he absolutely deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. But his fucking Hall of Fame speech was awful. It was 45 minutes. 45 minutes and every people are probably going to say well he earned that because he wrestled for over 30 years and he was the foundation of the company bullshit keep it at 15 minutes tops he we don't he was up he in my eyes he was up there with mr t talking about his mom for 25 minutes okay (laughs) like cut him off have kane come out and just like drag him under the ring and we'll never (laughs) see him again you know I, i he was doing this like tony robbins impression and it was giving some motivational speech about his three philosophies. I, I just, I don't know why, but it bothered me so much. I know I'm feeling really strongly about this and maybe yeah. I have no reason to, but for some reason, <laughs> when I watched it, I just felt this, this anger boiling up inside me of what is he doing? Like, just thank everybody for <laughs> what they did to help you along in your career and as many references as he did make, because he did, there were times where he was pretty poignant with other folks, especially with Kane. Uh, but how do you not mention Foley? Yeah, that was weird. How do you not really I mean, I, mention Brett? How do you, like, these yeah. are guys that helped you big time in your career. It's very interesting that those are the two that got left off the list. Maybe well, I got a tinfoil could... hat on right now, but I find that yeah. interesting. I, I agree with the Foley part. Here's the thing about Foley. I, I, you could argue that Undertaker is the one that helped Foley uh, get over because if it wasn't for Undertaker 
taking on a guy that Vince McMahon didn't even like when he came in. Uh, I'm not sure that Foley would have had the career that he had uh, because he basically started out wrestling the undertaker and had those three matches like with the boiler room brawl and everything. Uh, Again, though, um, I think that elevated the undertaker's character just as much as he elevated mankind. And again, I'm, I'm just playing devil's advocate on that. No, I know. I I, I do think he should have mentioned him. I I don't know why he didn't. It was weird. I I did find it interesting when he talked about all the great wrestlers. There was no mention of Hulk Hogan. There was zero (laughs) mention of Hulk Hogan. (laughs) The Hulk Hogan one, I don't really blame him, I guess. uh, Oh, me neither. It's fine, but... uh, Me neither, but it just, it was funny to me. Like, I just, I thought it was interesting. Um, It's like the more and more you start getting into some of these older wrestlers as they open up about backstage stuff behind the curtain. Yeah. It's like they don't need to even say they didn't like Hulk Hogan. They just, it's just, just known. When it's yeah. omitted, <laughs> you already yeah. know how well, they Well, when feel. you're a douchebag basically blocking everybody else, um, talk about backstage politics, like you he t- he's the reason WWE doesn't make stars anymore. Like because <laughs> <laughs> he just took advantage of it. And uh, that's a story I, yeah. for another day. But I I disagree with you on this one. Uh, I, I like the Undertaker speech. Yeah, it was a little long. I agree. Um, I just, I thought it was cool to see a different side of him. And uh, the guy was like very passionate about the business. And he did everything he could to keep his character for all those years. And there's a lot they probably didn't even mention about some of the sacrifices he made and doing mm-hmm. stuff. And I mean, basically or his ulti- other wife that he had while yeah. he was wrestling. Yeah. Basically he's the ultimate like yes man for Vince and loyal to him. And Vince appreciated that. And I, you can argue with it, but the speech itself got like 30 million views within the first three days on. Yeah. And so do car crash videos, but that doesn't mean (laughs) that they're good. It's true. I I enjoyed it. And it it definitely was weird. I didn't love the fact that he, I saw him come out with the microphone on. Oh, I was already annoyed. As soon as (laughs) he came out, I was like, like, are you fucking kidding me with the headset? Just stand at the podium like everybody else and talk. I was more annoyed with the fact that he came out two nights in a row during the Hall of Fame, and it was like oh, a five-minute like, thing where he was just standing there. But right. you know what? Whatever. In some the ways, guy... the speech fits him anyway because his entrance took 15 minutes. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's a great but, filler. So now Randy great Orton filler. officially has the longest entrance in wrestling now that Undertaker yeah. is retired. Well, although, That's true. Who, know, who knows? The most annoying part of all of that was he put the fucking jacket on again. Never say never. No. <laughs> never. <laughs> Stop. Just stop. <laughs> yeah. Just nope. Stop. You, it's I agree. fine. You don't need I to do that. anymore. Nobody wants it anymore. You're yeah. great. Just stop. That's yeah. my advice to Mark Calloway. Just fucking stop, dude. It's fine. Yep. I like I like angry Mikey rants. I, oh. it's, uh, you don't see it very often. I don't so, know why. Uh, I, I honestly wish that I could pinpoint what was happening hey, inside me that's got me I, so amped up. It's okay. That's how I was with Bad Bunny, so I understand. uh, Anyway, should we? Uh, Any other thoughts about the Hall of Fame, Vito? No, I I think we covered it. I mean, I wish Vader's entrance. You know, I know he couldn't be there. That's obvious, but yeah, I wish he had a little bit more to it. Um, I thought the the Steiners was great. I thought Charmel's was 
fine. I thought she gave a great speech, yeah. but um, Booker T uh, crying actually kind of got me a little bit. It's always kind of cool when you uh, have those moments. So mm-hmm. I, I, this is sweet. It. That was a yeah. that was a sweet moment. Yeah, I, I thought it was fine. I thought this Hall of Fame was better than better than most. Um, yeah, you probably know, because I it was smaller. That's they usually they, have, they usually have like a huge that. class. They need to keep it like that. Like we yeah. don't need to see all this other garbage. Like just a couple mm-hmm. people, you're fine. And yep. and you know, let the guys have their due. It gives you a chance to really focus on people rather than rushing people just to get them into the Hall of Fame. Like stupid. So I thought it was I thought it was do- done well to some degree. Yeah. So agreed. Agreed. My thoughts overall, WrestleMania, great weekend. Mm-hmm. Um Thought WWE redeemed himself a little bit with everything they did, and we'll leave it at that. In, in true abusive thing. relationship form, the yep, one now we'll come back. Gesture. We'll come back. We're and, on a high, and, and then they're back. just going to drop a turd right on our chest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but let's get into something else, Mikey. Let's yeah, let's our well, the Gorilla SFG crew. Strutting from SFG, Gorilla does AEW. Our, our crew, our crew yep. finally got together to go to a wrestling show. And we were fortunate enough to get tickets to go to the Aganis Arena in Boston on April 6th for a, a Dynamite and Rampage taping. And, and AEW uh, Dark. We were, oh yes, and AEW Dark. <laughs> How could I forget? And, <laughs> uh, and it was really great because not only were me and Vito there, but our other original two, two members of our crew here, uh, Big Mangs and the leader of men, Bobby Stone, there was even a sighting of those two. So yep. it was really great for all four of us to be back together again. And I think, you know, maybe the second time all four of us have been together since the pandemic. So yep. it was really great. And we we can't leave out a super fan, uh, Mike Westcott. Oh, of course, was, of course. I'm sorry. He was Mine amped was up for the show. He, he was, was amped up was. for the show. More so than all of us, I think. He's an, <laughs> he was an honorary Gorilla Crew member. For sure. Yeah, he lived up to the hype. You know, he was excited from the start, you know. Yeah. Um, but I thought it was, was good. It was definitely different. Um, what, what I found fascinating about it was the crowd. I mean, we knew it was going to be different, but it's a a lot older crowd who's very passionate about wrestling. I mean, we went to SmackDown, what, a couple months ago, Mm -hmm. um, in Mohegan Sun and it was two totally different vibes. I mean, we knew that was what we're going to get, Oh yeah, but, but the crowd was just, I think you said it best. They were hot all night. Um, until I think rampage came on. Here's, here's, here's my, my negative about the the taping. We came in there thinking it was going to be done at 10 o'clock and it went to 1130 and we were there at, you know, early we had to get in and it started at what? Seven or six 37. So it started seven with the AW dark. Then it went dynamite that was live. And then you get an hour of rampage. I think the crowd was so excited. It's hard to, be even ex- more excited during rampage they got to do something different with rampage because you had some great stars on there even the the people in front of us were looked at me and the woman turned around and at one point i was like man i'm exhausted and the woman looks at me and goes i know me too i feel bad like brian danielson's wrestling john moxley's wrestling and I just want to go to bed <laughs> <laughs> that's the problem with it being a wednesday night i think uh, it's yeah. I, I I think I get it because they don't the, there's the scheduling and the other wrestling shows that are on air from WWE. You're trying to avoid some overlap there, but man, that's we're we're in our mid 30s. It's hard to 
I know. stay up that late on a Wednesday night when you know that you have to go to work the next day as well. I know. So, you know. I know. <laughs> a Friday night SmackDown is great for what yeah. it is. You, if it there, ended at you... 10 o'clock, I think we would have been fine. On, on the right? dot. Yeah, yeah, we would have yeah. been fine. But uh, overall, There's a couple definitely... of old men complaining about how late things go. Yeah, I know. Right. Yep. Sounds sounds about right. Um, never never can please us. <laughs> I just I I knew it was going to be different going in. What I liked about the event was that it was it seemed more fun. Like even the announcer Justin, I think it's mm-hmm. Justin Roberts, was having a great time yeah. getting the crowd fired up. And like you don't see that in WWE. It was more intimate setting. Mm-hmm. Um, Big time. My, my complaint with with it would be that. You know, we talk about you get like hits and misses with dynamite. I'm not going to say this was a miss. I'm not going to say that it was a hit. It was like in between. It was good. Yeah, um, the main event great match. crushed it. Oh, yeah. I mean, e- e- the main event for both dynamite mm-hmm. and rampage like uh, was was fantastic. Uh, but, you know, you, you didn't have punk Jericho. uh I mean, there was a bunch of people. If you can't remember him, it doesn't matter that he wasn't there. Yeah, it's true, I guess. It's true. It's true. But it just, like, it was okay. Like, I enjoyed the show. I would go back Mm -hmm. to another show. I don't know that I would want to go. We were talking about it. Like, a pay-per-view would be great because it's on the weekend. Yeah. Um, But, I don't know. You tell me. What were your highlights? What didn't you like? What did you like? Uh, The the cool thing I thought was that was great real quick, though. Samoa Joe coming back. The crowd loved him, yeah. man. I mean, everyone was yeah. chanting, Joe, Joe, Joe. I don't know that he expected to have that. No, either. I don't think so. But it, the, I I agree with you on that one. Samoa Joe coming back, the, having his first match on Dynamite. We were there to see it. I, I thought that yeah. was great. I, like you, I enjoyed the smaller setting. I, I think it was, if it was, if it was close to a sellout, I think, it, it was packed in there for even it being a smaller arena and the energy was pretty high for majority of the night. I think up until rampage, that's where you saw it dip a little bit, but they did come back for that main event with Moxley and Yuta. And How could you that, not? Just, I mean, that was just a testament to those two absolutely crushing it. Yeah. Even uh, Bobby stone woke up for the main event. I mean, yes. We did have another Bobby stone nap time during, yeah. uh, during dynamite and rampage. Uh, <laughs> love you, Bobby. One thing that I noticed from being there live and then watching it on TV afterwards was there were certain chants that were removed. <laughs> One thing about this Boston too. crowd that was very interesting, and I, I don't know if people have come up with this chant before, but during the the Brian Danielson match, they started coming up with a chant that that went with that said, "You're gonna get your fucking head kicked in," and I don't know how you make that a chant. It was kind of amazing that they even had a cadence that worked for it. But uh, to, to the surprise of no one, that <laughs> that chant was removed from the airing of Dynamite somehow. Uh, yeah. Also removed were the boos for Sammy Guevara yeah. during his segment. Which was weird was to me. Very mysterious that it just, it was as if nothing was happening instead of the boos that were raining down on him and Tay Conti during that segment. Yeah, so and I can just, understand... I can understand them editing the the, the yeah. one chant because it obviously is on air. Uh, right. But the booze was very interesting. That's taking a that page was a very out of, Vince uh, move. Yeah, it was. it was a little Vince move. Um, I have a baby face, and I want you to cheer him. Yeah, right. Um, 
so we'll we'll see what happens there. I, I did like the fact that Tony Khan came out at the beginning of both shows and got <laughs> like people fired up. <laughs> yeah, it was great. It was great. Uh, you know, I I I the the Hardy match, um, which I thought was going to be better than it was. I, I I'll be honest. It, I, there were multiple times where I kept looking at you guys and I'm like, dude, Jeff's fucked up like he was falling off the rope and like just it didn't seem normal i don't know i haven't watched a ton of jeff hardy stuff lately but it didn't seem normal to me and i again i, I must know, be man. wrong i must be wrong but it I, I, I wouldn't say you're right. I, I i wouldn't outright say you're wrong because hey it's possible it's happened before but for, i watched it back and it he honestly looks broken down more than high Maybe that's it. <laughs> i think that's what it is I mean, Maybe. he can barely do the swanton. It's been getting worse. I'm, yeah. I'm happy for him that him and Matt got back together. But this this is my problem now with these aging stars. Like, I, I get it. And, and I love seeing them, too. I think it was awesome. But at some point, reality has to set in here. And there's got to be an acceptance to... If I'm not performing at that level and it's starting to get a little dangerous, I need to back off yeah here's here's the thing though mike um i think why i thought it was slightly underwhelming mm-hmm. and vince always says this is like you know don't push too hard too fast and aw has done that for the majority of the last two years where maybe even uh, it's almost three i think now but where they have set the bar so high with these comebacks and, Mm -hmm. you know, these matches they've had. And it's like, all of a sudden you have a dynamite that doesn't live up to that to some degree. And you're disappointed, you know? And, and I I just, I like the passion of the guys there. I I like the way they do it. Um, I I enjoyed it. I'm not going to tell you I didn't. I just wish it was a little bit shorter. Um, The, the, the young bucks match and the FTR match was fantastic. Um, but I also thought John Moxley and Yuta was a highlight on Rampage. Yeah, they they was... did edit they did edit that match as well because there was a point where John Moxley grabbed the blood and like licked his hand. Oh yeah, they, didn't they show they that on cut TV. That out. They cut they that didn't out. show that on TV. Yeah, uh, but, but they, they showed was... Yuta after the match. You know, smear the his hand over the blood, yeah. and he wrote the what's like the combat club like he wrote it on his chest yeah yeah it's pretty badass actually it was a cool moment i liked all of it it was it was very good but it, mm-hmm. you know it there were just some pieces that was like oh what's going on here and a lot of towards the end field rushed i guess you yeah. would say they probably realized they were about to go over yeah i know So they probably needed to take it home a little quicker yeah but. the other part we saw that was kind of crazy was the first match of the night uh, uh Leela Hirsch. Hirsch. Yeah. I feel Layla so bad. Hirsch. I hope she gets well soon. That she Yeah, she hurt she did her a knee. Flip and she landed and it was it was one of those non-contact injuries or she just like collapsed yeah. and and yeah. I'm first sure match 2 minutes in, boom. Yeah. Wasn't a you great know. omen for the rest of the night, but it turned out no. to be okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was it was good, but overall uh I had a blast on yeah, the, it was I had a great blast show. there. It was awesome. Um I would go back again. I just not on a Wednesday night. I'll go for that. whenever they do a live rampage taping on a Friday. Yeah. Night. Oh, you know the other part that was a highlight, and we'll we'll end with this was uh, Jay Stu. So if you don't know Jay Stu, oh, uh, 
he he is a, a local uh producer for 98.5 the sports hub big wrestling fan he goes out with the calhoun crew they talk about wrestling all the time we happen to see them drinking beforehand at the establishment we were at and then we saw him ringside and uh i think there were more jay stew chants than anything <laughs> <laughs> and he's something else that guy yeah huh. I won't say even anything. he I've, left. I've, before... Listen, I've already had one rant tonight. I don't need to go into anything else. All right, that's fine. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, I, I'd say it was a good week overall, Mikey. And um, what do we have next on the docket? Well, I'm glad you asked that, Vito. So we're going to get back to one of our uh, kind of the bread and butter of Strutting from Gorilla, which is our superstar spotlights. And the next one will be a few weeks from now. Uh, we want to make sure we do this one right because they deserve it. Uh, we're going to be doing a superstar spotlight on China and just her impact on the business and her contributions uh, that I think for a lot of people go pretty unsung. So uh, that's going to be the topic of our next episode. Love it. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. So uh, any final thoughts, Vito, before we uh, say goodbye to everyone today? No, I think we covered it all. It was a great week overall. Um, and I'm excited to see what what what's going to go on moving forward here yeah uh me as well well everyone i'm uh, glad you hung with us through the mania madness uh, of this past week and oh, we yeah. will see you guys for our next episode take care we now return your perception of reality to you until next time